thank you for listening to this free download from Delancey Elim Church. For more downloads or to contact us, please visit our website at delanceyelim.co.uk. I'm not going to preach very long this morning, but I was thinking actually that I've been kind of taking Easter services, preaching on Good Friday and Easter over the, over, for over 30 years. So that's a lot of sermons we think about, about the cross, is that right? And I try not to repeat them all, so that's a lot of sermons over, over, over the years. And yet the amazing thing is, the more I look at the cross, the more I study the cross, uh, you almost feel you've not even touched, touched it. There's just so much to learn, so much to see, so many new truths, so many more revelations that we, that we can gather from the cross. So many aspects of it. You know, every aspect of the cross is significant. No aspect, nothing else that led to the cross was there by accident. It all has incredible significance. It all has power. It all affects our lives. So I want to look at the, the, the cross, the, the crown of thorns just this morning. I want us to think about how powerful what truths we can gather from the crown of thorns. And anyway, Matthew 27. And we're going to read from verse 27. Just, I think, some great truths from, just from this picture of the, of the, of the, of the, of the crown of thorns. From verse 27 of Matthew 27. Then the soldiers of the governor took Jesus into the praetorium and gathered the whole garrison around him. So we're talking about a lot of soldiers there. And they stripped him. And they put a scarlet robe on him. And when they had twisted the crown of thorns, they put it on his head and a reed in his right hand. And they bowed the knee before him and mocked him, saying, Hail, King of the Jews. Then they spat on him. Why do you think about that? Hundreds of people spitting on you. That's pretty horrific, isn't it? The, probably the highest form of mockery is to spit at someone. And they all spat on him. Then they took a reed and they struck him, and they struck him on the head. And when they had mocked him, they took the robe off him, put his own clothes on him, and they led him away to be crucified. Now as they came out, they found a man from Cyrene, Simon, Simon by name. Him they compelled to bear his cross. And when they came to the place called Golgotha, that is to say the place of the skull, and they gave him sour wine mingled with gold to drink, but when he had tasted it, he would not drink. Then they crucified him, and he divided his garments, cast in lots, that he might be fulfilled, which was spoken by the prophet. They divided my garments among them, and my clothing they cast lots. Okay, we'll just read it there. You know, the more you study it, and it's, it's amazing, that it's staggering, really. I mean, I'll probably look at it more on Sunday, but it's staggering to see the incredible suffering that Jesus went through. And the thing that should grip us this morning is that Jesus, that, that, that Jesus did it for us. That's the thing to really grip us. He did it for us. We were praying, I think, on Wednesday and how that we're just, we want it to become a reality. We, it, we don't want it to just be some nice historical event. We want to see the reality of it and the power of it and be gripped by it. Let's look at this crown of thorns. And although the soldiers, if you like, they, they took these crown of thorns and they smashed it on his head, but they did it in a mocking way. And yet I believe those crown of thorns are, are so 
prophetic. It's so significant. And the Bible says that what they did, they, they scourged him and they tore his back to pieces. They whipped him. They, they scourged his back. They beat him. He was naked. They beat him. They tore his flesh from him. After they had scourged him or whipped him, there's three things they did. First, they put a crown of thorns on his head. They put a reed in his hand and put a purple robe on him. Just to say, as you think about the robe, often we get these pictures. He's got this long robe. In reality, the Greek word there for the word robe means it was a very short robe that just really barely covered his chest. So just think about this. He was naked. He just had a, a very short robe that just covered his chest over him. And his whole face was just covered. His whole body was just covered in blood. Then they're told, they put a scepter in his hand. And that scepter, we're told, was a reed. Which is, which is a sign of mocking. It was a sign of weakness. And after they'd done that, then they put a crown of thorns upon his head. And those thorns were maybe about three and a half inches long. And they smashed those thorns into his head. That would cause his head to be pierced and the blood just to flow from the brow of his head. So just think... As I said before, every single part of the crucifixion has significance. What was significant about the crown of thorns? Why thorns? I want you to turn me to Galatians 3. I want you to see the, the reason for thorns. Do you realize that thorns actually were the product of the curse? Genesis chapter 3. Here we see the result of like God's judgment on Adam. And in verse 17, it says, Because you heeded the voice of your wife, and you've eaten from the tree of life, which I commanded you, saying you shall not eat of it. Cursed be the ground, in toil you shall eat of it all the days of your life. Both thorns and thistles it shall bring for you. And you shall eat the herb of the field. In the sweat of your face you shall eat bread till you return to the ground. For out of it you are taken, for the dust you are, and to the dust you shall return. So right there we see three things that thorns represent. Number one, they represent sin. Secondly, they represent uh, sorrow. And thirdly, they represent sweat. Okay? So they represent sin, sorrow, and sweat. That's what they represent. And so when Christ bore our sins, if you like, the crown was placed on his head and he was bearing sin, sorrow and sweat. He who knew no sin became sin for us. Okay? Sin, sorrow, what? And sweat, that's right, very good. Now the crown, if you like, represents rulership. It represents authority. It represents power. So here's what we to get a hold of. When that crown was placed upon Jesus, what it was signifying is this. That Jesus is king over sin, is king over sorrow, and is king over 
sweat. And those to me are incredible, powerful truths. He's king over sin, he's king over sorrow, he's king over sweat. Let's look at the first one. How many are glad that Jesus rules over sin? How many are glad about that? I wonder how many people today, and you see them all over, how many people's lives are ruled by condemnation and guilt? Isn't that right? So many people are overwhelmed and, and controlled by the power of guilt. It's as if they are so under the influence of past failures and mistakes, as if they can't kind of get away from it. And they feel guilty about everything. Guilt has such a major power over their life. And guilt will torment us. Guilt will rule over our emotions. Guilt will prevent us from functioning as we should. And so we become self-condemning and we become self-critical. Have you seen people like that? They feel guilty about everything. And they condemn themselves. They're critical of themselves on a continual daily basis. The guilt has got such a grip of their lives. And they just can't seem to shake this guilt off. And they blame themselves for, for, for everything. And they live in this chaotic world of guilt and condemnation. How many realize this morning that God doesn't want you to live your life over a cloud of guilt? Is that right? And yet so many do. As if all the the things of the past, the failures, the mistakes, the sin, the guilt, has such power over them, such control over them. It controls and it dictates their life. Brothers, I want you to see, when sin is repented of, it passes through the blood of Jesus. And when he passes through the blood of Jesus, the blood of Jesus disintegrates it. And so when the enemy comes to try to put you on a guilt trip, you just need to proclaim, you don't have any rule over my life because Christ is the king over my sin and as far as he is concerned, it is gone. Isn't that wonderful? Now, one thing about those thorns, those thorns were poisonous thorns. The thorns were poison. And often the poison would enter into the, into, into the brow and cause the brow and the head to swell. One thing about guilt, it brings with it poisonous thoughts. Your whole life is, is affected and, 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 and poisoned. Your system, your, your emotional system, your mind is poisoned by thoughts of guilt and condemnation. But when you understand that the blood of Jesus, as the blood of Jesus soaked up that poison, so the blood of Jesus soaks up the the poisonous thoughts and the accusations and the condemnation and the guilt that the enemy wants to place in your life. And you can say this morning, Jesus reigns over my sin. Can you say amen? There's a second thing. How many glad is king over all your sorrows? I'm glad that when things come to try to discourage me, when things try to bring us into despair, we can go to the God who rules and reigns, who's king over all. How many love that chorus that we sing? 
King over the storm. I love that. Lord over the storm. King over the storm. And when hurt and sorrows, when the, when the thorns of life's hurts come, you know, one of the things the enemy tries to do is, is try to convince you that when you go through sorrow, when you go through, through the thorns of pain, the enemy tries to convince you that God doesn't love you anymore. The love of God has failed you. The love of God, that God doesn't love you anymore. I just love that famous saying that someone said. So I once asked God how much he loved me. And he stretched out his arms and said, this much. And one thing, though, as we come this morning, we call this morning Good Friday, don't we? Don't we call it Good Friday? And yet, in reality, why, why do we call it Good Friday? We don't call it Good Friday because of, what, of, of particularly what happened. We call it Good Friday because of the results of Good Friday. That's why he's good. Because on the third day, he rose again. We call it good because the result of it, he rose from the dead. There's a sermon, I love this sermon, it's called Friday's Gone, but Sunday's Coming. How many have heard that sermon? I think it's an awesome sermon, if you ever listen to the fullness of it. Friday's gone, but Sunday's coming. And maybe right now, you're going through a time of sorrow. You're going through a time of pain. You're going through a time of all kinds of things happening and coming against your life. And I'm here to say to you that when I look at the crown of thorns, it makes me realize that God reigns over my sorrows and because he reigns over my sorrows, he can take all the the painful things, the sorrowful things, the hard things, the difficult things and turn them for good. That's what the Bible declares. All things work together for good. I kind of would suspect that on that Friday when Jesus was crucified, I think as the disciples looked at that cross, I don't think they could possibly see anything good coming out of it. As far as they were concerned, all their dreams, all their hopes, all their destiny was finished and over. And they couldn't see anything possibly good coming out of it. And sometimes we can go through that in life. We look and we see the things we're going through. I've been through times you think, how possibly can anything good come out of this? But I can honestly look back and see how God turned that around. How he turned a horrible, nasty, horrible situation and turned it and caused it to work for good. You think about it. That Friday became, as one chorus writer declares it, the greatest day in history. What seems so bad, what seems so hopeless, what seems so horrendous, became the greatest day on history. And that's why we call it Good Friday. Because of the results of it. As you this morning look at the crown of thorns, just trust Him. And say, Lord, what I'm going through, I'm going through this time of sorrow. But as I look at the crown of thorns, I'm believing with all my heart, I trust you enough to believe that you can turn it around for good. Because I believe you're so awesome, you're such a king and such a lord of all, all things, and I believe you can turn it around for good. Can you say amen? His king is over all your sorrows. 
There's the third thing is King Gobi. Is King Gobi the sweat? I don't mean when you go for a good run or you do your boxer thing, wherever else there is. I'm talking about the things that make you sweat. Worries, anxieties, troubles, problems that actually seem to make you sweat. Things that make you uptight. Things that make you anxious and nervous. Ever ask yourself this question? Why are there certain moments in our life where we feel anxious, we feel uptight, we feel nervous? You know why that is? Because often we face a situation where we feel it's out of control. We're not in control of it. As long as we're in control of it, then we feel great and we feel fine. But the moment we face something that we don't feel we've got the ability, the resources, the, 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 the strength to deal with it, we feel out of control. But Jesus wants you to know this morning, he's king over things that make you sweat. Things that would cause you to worry. I'm glad he's king over the storm. I love Psalm 138, verse 8. The Lord will perfect that which concerns me. I love it. You kind of ought to underline that. And when you face a concern, when you face a worry, when you face an anxiety, declare it in the midst of it. The Lord will perfect that which concerns me. Because he's king over what concerns me. Can you say amen? Isn't it interesting? I was thinking about this the other day. The, the Bible says that the seed fell among thorns. Remember that? And the thorns, we're told, as Jesus interpreted that parable, says the thorns represent the cares of life. And that exactly is what happens. Often when we allow the cares, the anxieties, the worries to get a hold of us, they squeeze out the life of God in us. And Jesus says, remember, I'm king over all those concerns and over those worries. I will perfect it. That which you're concerned over. Paul said, I've got, hey, Paul had a thorn in the flesh. Remember that? Incredible, overwhelming situation. And the Bible says this thorn in the flesh, he besought the Lord three times over that thorn in the flesh. And Jesus said to him, my grace is sufficient. In your thorn experience, in that thing that concerns you, in that pressure, in that difficulty. He says, my grace is sufficient. I will empower you. I will enable you. I will strengthen you when that thorn of life rises up in your life. He's king over every storm, over every problem, over every situation, over every dilemma, over every concern. He is king. And every time you see those crown of thorns smashed upon his head, you need to remind yourself, when you're going through a, a challenge, when you're going through something that has the, has the power to, to overwhelm you and, and hurt you, just remember, thank, say, thank you, Jesus, you're king over the things that would try to make me sweat and worry and be anxious. Can you say amen? Think about this. We, we sang it earlier. When I survey the wondrous cross on which the Prince of Glory died, my greatest gain I count but lost, and poor content and all my pride.
see from his head, his hands, his feet. So our sorrow and love poor mingled down. Did all such love and sorrow meet? All thorns compose so rich a crown. There's something rich. There's something deep. There's something amazing. There's something awesome when you understand the power of the crown of thorns that was placed on Jesus' head. He's king over your sin. He's king over your sorrow. And he's king over the things that would cause you to sweat and worry and be anxious. Let's just come before him right now. Just spend a few moments to say, Lord, thank you for the crown of thorns today. You rule. And I guarantee there's some of us with one of these things, maybe you feel there's guilt right now, that you're struggling with some guilt and, and you feel condemned in your heart over something of your past. And Jesus wants you to know he's king over it. Won't you give it to him? The Bible says, as far as the east is from the west, so the Lord has removed our transgressions. Give him any guilt. Give him any condemnation. Tell the enemy that you're not going to receive her anymore because Jesus said it's finished. I've paid the price in full. So why should you carry something that Jesus has already carried? Bring your sorrow to him right now. The Bible says, surely he is born our griefs and our sorrows. Just give him right now your griefs and your sorrows. He bore them for you. He bore your griefs. He bore your sorrows. The thorns that cause hurt and pain. See them on the head of Jesus and he's carried it. And thirdly, right now, as you come to the crown of thorns, give him your worries. Give him your anxieties. I just feel this morning that some of us here were concerned about our future. We're concerned about what lies ahead. And Jesus says today, give me your worries. Cast your cares upon me because I really, really care for you. I will perfect that which concerns you. And see him right now as king, ruler. He's one. And the one thing the Bible speaks of about a crown, a crown is a sign of victory. Running the race to receive the crown. The crown was laid up for me. And Jesus wore a crown to symbolize he won the victory. It is finished. I've completed it. I've done it. I've won. He's been, Jesus has won the victory for all time, for all eternity. And because he wears a crown, he offers you a crown. And even the crown that you wear, right, that he will give to you, you'll, off, you'll give it to him as an offering one day when you stand before him. They cast their crowns before him. He who was once crowned with thorns is now crowned with glory and honor forever and ever. Amen. Father, we want to thank you today. Thank you for sending Jesus. And thank you, Lord, we celebrate today's Good Friday. We declare it's good. It's amazing because of the great victory that you won. 
Thank you, Lord, for the awesome victory that you won on Calvary. And we thank you, Lord, that you won. You defeated all of the enemy's schemes and plans. You defeated everything. And now you reign and rule in power and glory. And so we thank you today for Calvary. Thank you for the cross. Thank you for dying for us, Lord, today. Thank you for carrying the crown of thorns that you bore upon your head in such pain. But thank you today you did it for us. May this day, Lord, may all the aspects, all the, the truths of Calvary impact our hearts, we pray. In Jesus' mighty name. Amen. Thank you for listening to this free download from Delancey Elam Church. For more downloads, information or to contact us, please visit our website at delanceyelam.co.uk. 